Not that cricket. Everybody and welcome to an edition of the Clubhouse and Podcast. It's been a while since I did that. I think the last one was, might have been the qualifier or something. I don't remember what it was, but it's been a while. And there's been a lot of thinking, introspection. A lot of things have changed. A lot of things have happened. So I'm going to glean over a lot of that stuff. I'm not even glean. I think I'm just going to weigh into a lot of that stuff. Uh, for example, I'm going to talk about, of course, the Dave Houghton resignation, the tour of Sri Lanka. Uh, Something of a new look experience with the side. Um, what I'll miss about Dave Alton, I've got to go back to that. Uh, some of the changes in Zimbabwe cricket after uh, the debacle that's happened. What's going to happen? I don't know. Interesting things may happen. And what suggestions about some of the things that can be given a, a bit of an eye, if you want to call it that. And I'm going to talk about Jonathan Campbell. We're going to have that discussion. And uh, yeah, this is the Clubhouse Head Podcast. Hi there, it's Eddie Byram here um, from Glamorgan Cricket Club in the UK. And you're listening to the Clubhouse End Podcast. So in case you're wondering at this podcast about it, I just realized that many people don't understand the game of cricket. Cricket is a game that's very popular in Zimbabwe. And if I have to explain that more to you, maybe you're listening to the wrong podcast. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, this is the, yeah, I'm going to come back. It's back with 2020. Uh, 2024. I mean, I hadn't recorded any other podcast. It's not like I was cheating. My voice was cheating on you guys with other people. But uh, yeah, I just taken a creative break. The next creative break is the end of 2025. So don't expect another long break coming after that. So let's talk about uh, what happened. Um, well, Zimbabwe are on tour south of Sri Lanka, I beg your pardon. Uh, three ODIs and three 20, T20Is. And uh, yeah, Tino is out there. You can hear him in the commentary. It's out on DSTV. Um, you can watch it on DSTV. The last two matches, uh, if you listen to that before the last two matches, you can get that on your compact. DST, cricket is usually on the highest package. It was on Compact Plus, the first match. The second match is on Compact, so you can watch it from Zimbabwe. It's, it's, it's an exception from that debacle when... Because I was out in Namibia when uh, the games uh, where Sri Lanka, rather Ireland versus Zimbabwe were playing, and I couldn't watch it, so it was kind of weird. And I think the only people who could watch it was those with a fan code in India. A weird situation. I'm sure it's something that they can end up fixing, but it was just really odd. Uh, but uh, first, uh, this is the first match without Dave Houghton, the legend that is Dave. Uh, speaking of the legend, I want to talk to you about what he said before. He uh, he resigned. It was a very important uh, thing he said at a press conference. It, I think a lot of people just felt, I think he's just resigned now. We were, st- we were all hoping not, but uh, yeah, he had this to say. There, do you think that there's a hangover from the qu- the first qualifier, that there was not, doesn't seem as if maybe a psychologist could have come in to talk about maybe guys have gotten a bit depressed after not qualifying for the World Cup, and then the same group goes into another qualifier that... There is that sort of hangover, that sense of loss. Is there something that can be looked into, like maybe a psychologist? Yeah, head coach means well as well. Look, I think that that loss in the 50 year of the World Cup qualifiers really hurt us badly. We were playing great cricket at the time. Um, we done everything right, got ourselves into position to basically get to the World Cup and we messed it up in one game. 
and that took a lot to get over. In fact, I don't personally, I don't have to reject that. You know, the, the two trips we took to Namibia, um, there should have been no reason why there was a hangover. Because we were playing a different format, we were playing T20, we were better than the size of the playing games. But it's been, um, it's been a difficult time in the change room, I'll be honest with you. you know, when I first came in, everybody's ears were wide open, everything was new, everything was fantastic, even though I didn't bring any fantastic new ideas, just a calmness. Um, but now, I'm having to on a daily basis call for energy, uh, enjoyment, more quality of practice, punctuality, all these things have just suddenly slipped a little bit. Will a psychologist fix that? I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, so like you said, he felt like he wasn't getting through to the guys. And, you know, you can't blame the guys. So he ultimately resigned. It was very sad to see because he was one of my icons, not just as a cricket player, but as a man. He was the most approachable people. He was very enthusiastic. I remember when he came in, came in first and... He wasn't coming in as a head coach. I think he's coaching manager. And at the same time, I think he was coaching mountaineers. He said that his dream was to fill up, uh, to f create a strategy to fill up Harare Sports Club and bring smiles back to, uh, to the faces of fans. And I think to a large extent, he achieved that. That 18-month period was just incredible. It all started just going a bit pear-shaped just towards the end of that qualifier, those last two matches. And since then, I don't think, you know, the dressing room survive from that. I don't know if it was just him or it was a cycle or whatever the case may be, but ultimately the dressing room just, yeah, you know. If you, if you look at the reaction, it, it, was, it was so impressive. I mean, you even had Andy Flower coming here when the ICC came uh, for, the, for the, you know, the World Cup qualifier, the ill-fated World Cup qualifier, which we lost to, um, I think, Scotland and um, Sri Lanka. Yes, I remember that. I even went to Bulaya to watch that. <laughs> Guys, oh, yeah, these things will stress you. Cricket is going to stress us. Cricket is going to kill some of us, really. But I'll tell you, one of my favorite moments from Dave Houghton was when we qualified for the T20 World Cup. And you can see the, the smile on his face. He was so excited. He was like a kid in a canister. He was so revitalized. He was like, yeah, this is what, what we want to achieve. And I think whoever's going to come in as the next coach has got to build up on that. And he's got to build up on that and not let the, the fire get out. Get, got to come with the same enthusiasm. And, uh, I, 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 you know, I believe that, you know, that you got to want the team to do well. you got to want, you got to be excited about Zimbabwe as a country, cricket in Zimbabwe as a country. It just can't be a job. It's, it, for him, it felt like a life mission. And I think it still feels a life mission. And I'm, I'm happy that from the press statement that came out, it said that he'll still be around. So, because he's got a lot of things to contribute to Zimbabwe cricket. And uh, yeah, they're glad to see him up and about in whatever new role he takes. Hi, this is Carl Mumbai and listening to the Club Ocean podcast. And then speaking of what next, you know, a three-member committee has been set up to to come up with suggestions to fix the game. I think there was a, there was a, what did I say? I think there was a meeting, just uh, a, a board meeting um, just before Christmas. Was it just after Christmas? Just before Christmas. And a couple of people were given a three-week 
you know, mandate to go and figure out how, you, you, you know, you can stop losing. I mean, this is the this is 2018 all over again. Then it happened in 2023 twice and all and, and worse against teams like Uganda and so forth. I mean, look, all respect to Uganda and them because you can see that African cricket has improved. But if you're the test playing nation, when you go there to such a tournament, you should be going there to stamp your authority to show that you are a test playing nation. And when you can't do that, then, you know, there's something that's got to be fixed. I mean, I think things like attitude, I kind of got the feeling that uh, some of the players or and people just, even the conversations around, even the fans and so forth, the people are like, oh, the only way we're going to lose is if it rains or whatever the case may be. But ultimately, the, you know, you have to go there and fight it out. And you've got to, it's like, um, I remember when Aaron Finch was in Zimbabwe and uh, this was the time he made that 170 odd, uh, whatever it was, against Zimbabwe. And uh, he was asked, if you're playing against a uh, country like Zimbabwe, do you, do you, how do you keep yourself, you know, your A game? And with respect to Zimbabwe, of course, Australia is one of the top big three. And he says, well, the moment you don the jersey of Australia, it doesn't matter who you're playing against, whether you play against India, whoever you're playing against, You've got to have the same attitude, the same focus, and you've got to you've got to be professional and clinical about it. And the question is how we get there. I know, you know, how do we how do we get to positions where you don't lose that intensity? And I think Raza uh, after and, and one of the post matches in Namibia said uh, we find new ways to lose. Um, he said uh, when he's talking about Zimbabwe, and also added that when playing against teams of lesser quality there seems to be a difficulty in trying to raise the game and that's going to be fixed whether you need to get a psychologist in there and also not get people to feel sorry for themselves because you can see there are times um the chitara over they could see guys are feeling sorry for themselves a couple of misfields in there a drop catch it started getting a bit weird and it's going to be like, how do you get the intensity while keeping the joy? Because the other side could be you could end up getting so much intensity in the players that they lose the joy of playing the game. And now, you know, they become scared of making mistakes and stuff like that. Um, so it's going to be something that's going to be looked at. Um, and, and, and issues of discipline. I mean, we've got a situation recently of two players who have been uh, very senior players in terms of they've played a lot of games for Zimbabwe, Brandon Mavuta and um, Wesley Madevere, who have been banned for disciplinary issues and with respect to drug use. So uh, you, you can't afford to lose players of that quality at any point. And, you, you know, you can't not have them against, uh, you know, um, against Ireland. You can't not have them against uh, Sri Lanka. This is top tier players. This is people you've invested a lot of money in. So I don't know. I, I'm not. I I just don't know. But then, then there's also the big conversation that I've been having for years about the pathway to international cricket. You know, we need an A side. We need an emerging side. We're hoping those things start happening because um, Jonathan Campbell has just scored 154 and 139 in the Logan Cup in the same match. And in essence, what is the pathway for him to international cricket? Does he face his first ever international ball against Mohamed Siraj or Kahiso Rabada? Uh, the same thing with Nyasha Mayavo, who's been knocking on the door, got his his first call up this year and didn't get to bat because I think Zimbabwe won the match and he didn't have to bat. But ultimately, 
ultimately that becomes a question that uh, if you want players like Ryan Bennett and, and so many of the other players that are coming up through the system also great to see uh, coming back I think uh, I'm just trying, I didn't write his score down Dion Myers he's currently around I think he finishes school around June and comes back and becomes part of the national team going forward I mean not that he walks back into the national team but he's got enough quality to have debuted already and I think he's going to do great things for Zimbabwe but you've got even if he comes when he comes back you want to do you want to if you have a system that blows him in through an emerging tour or um, you know uh, whatever tours that are available if you've got that and it's available then it's not a case of him just coming from whatever lower level of cricket now suddenly playing international cricket. This is not something that I, th- I think the boards and so forth have, have not been thinking about. But it's just uh, a lot of things. I mean, I think from club cricket to um, to provincial cricket, there is now that good gap that we've got with the NPL. But could the NPL have a three-day format? I mean, I don't know where you'd stick it in. But or could club cricket have a three-day format or even declaration cricket so it's not just 50 over cricket and you're done whatever the case may be like um, getting guys to play more red ball cricket before they go to first class cricket there's so many things that could be done I mean there's some talk about having a B league in in you know for uh, for the want of, of, of discussion call it franchise cricket but I, I think We've got so little talent that is able to play first-class cricket at the moment that whatever's coming off at B-League is, is chaff, really. A lot of it is chaff. But if you have a, you know, a club cricket, form of club cricket that is playing around the country and you even format it like, this is me thinking off the top, top of my head, by the way. <laughs> so you might, somebody might be listening to that and think some of those ideas are, are stupid and all very well and good. I'll give you my, my ex account uh, to respond later. But I mean, look, you, you could have a, a, like, you know, the the World Test Championship at the moment where the best teams from the Red Bull cricket then meet in a one-off or whatever the case may be. I don't know. It's There's so many... Uh, there's so many opportunities we can look at and see how we can we can uh, we can create a better pathway and prepare players for international cricket. Hi, this is Matthew Potts and I'm on the Clubhouse End podcast. So now running up with some international news, Tapiwam, well, international cricket, as in Zimbabwean cricket. We focus on Zimbabwean cricket here. Uh, Tapiwam Fuza and Faraz Akram got their debuts in the first ODI against uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, Faraz first struggled, but you can see that he started playing his natural game. He had great variations, became more difficult to hit. In the first two, three overs, he was, I think... He was just trying too hard. And I'm just happy that Craig Irvin persisted with him because it was easy to just hide him. But there was no way to hide because he, uh, he was the third option in terms of pace bowling. And with so many other injuries, we didn't have much in terms of bowlers today or in the, in the first match. And uh, Mufuza, no wicket, but he's economical. economical. Um, Faraz Akram got two wickets, so he's, he's opened his account. But Mufuza was particularly impressive. Very few misfields today. So there was, a, like I talked about the intensity, 
it's improved. The second match is on Monday and the third is on Wednesday. The first match did not have, um, did not end because of the rain. So, but th there was a worry because uh, Richard Garava got injured and he had to come off, couldn't finish all his overs, 6.2 overs he bowled out of his 10. I think that's the reason why uh, Sri Lanka ended up getting to 270 odd because he just couldn't bowl. And he, he's, he's the most dangerous of the bowlers. I think the last 27 matches he's played has taken 48 wickets, which is pretty incredible. And uh, the Raza also was down um, a couple of times and it looked in, uh, in a bit of bother. And the same thing with um, with Faraz Akram. And uh, while Raza and Faraz continued, uh, there will be worry over Rich and Garawa. The good thing was, while he was held off, he, was, he, he left on his feet. Um, which means, you know, something could happen. The turnaround time is very small and Zimbabwe didn't travel with that many bowlers. So that will be a worry unless you can suddenly send to Dai Chatara, who's looking good, by the way. Um, you know, in terms of fitness, he's been working on his fitness. Hopefully that's something that uh, they've sent him to focus on and is looking much better than, you know, I'd say about six months ago or even four or five months ago, even three months ago. And then finally, women's cricket is back this weekend. Ireland cricket uh, at Ireland's tour of Zimbabwe. Uh, women are going to play three uh, one-day internationals and five T20s. A lot of great cricket for the women. The girls are going to the camp on the 7th. And it's great that they're getting quality cricket. And it's all very well. You know, they impressed in Uganda and are a top, top quality side and playing against, you know, the teams from the continent. But I think they need to have more games against higher quality teams because that's how you can get yourself better. That's how you get beaten. So I'm glad Zimbabwe cricket are doing something like this and especially with Zimbabwe having qualified for the qualifier, um, made it through to the qualifier, uh, the global qualifier and they want to get through this time. It's heartbreaking last time they didn't get through and uh, the Zimbabwe cricket managing director Give Mumakone said it's going to give them lots of opportunities um, to prepare. So there'll be a lot of preparations for the women's team. And I'm thinking because that's the only team that's going to a world event this year, there's going to be a lot of investment in that. Not forgetting that there still has to be a lot of investment in the men's cricket, like I said, the A game and whatnot and all that other stuff. And there's some things that I heard about, but uh, yeah, it's not my place to say them at this moment because they've not been properly confirmed. But yeah, so that's that. I'm going to end here. I'm going to work on guests coming back. Uh, but I just thought I'd need to start doing it again. Yeah, because you could just end up getting to June and you'd be like, Ah, oh, the club has seen the podcast. What happened to that? So my Twitter handle is Twitter. On Twitter, oh, Twitter is called X handle, is at Kuirirai. You can send me, send me messages there, contributions. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, just uh, holler at me. It's a club I've seen podcast available on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts, plus everywhere else. And uh, this is a three-man on production. But as I say, from where I come from, my name is Larry Kuirirai, and see you in a few days. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 